Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the daily chronological Bible reading beginning with September 3, day 246. We begin by reading the genealogical records of the tribe of Benjamin. Then we read the account of the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar's dream about a vigorous tree that was the well-populated habitat of many creatures and the source of produce for the world's sustenance. Then the tree was cut off at the lower trunk and neglected for a long time. God gave Daniel the dream's interpretation with some good advice on how to possibly cause the outcome to be altered in Nebuchadnezzar's favor. But the king did not heed the warning, and his prideful thoughts of self-glorification became the catalyst that enacted the dream's fulfillment. In the end, the pagan king acknowledged God's sovereignty and utmost worthiness of praise. Next we read the account where the Lord took the prophet Ezekiel in a vision to the future earthly millennial temple to measure out what belonged to God so that he could encourage the exiles of the promised future restoration, victory over their enemies, and prosperity for Israel. September the 4th, day 247. We read more temple building specifications. The structure and the residing glory of God are designed to shame sinners into repentance so that he could make them holy by showing them how much joy they will have forfeited by rejecting him. Out of all the Levites, only the descendants of Zadok are permitted to approach the Lord to minister to him. Remember, after Phineas had stopped the plague of God's discipline, for Israel's sexual and idolatrous involvement with the Moabites by executing Zimri and Cosby, the Lord promised his descendants a permanent right to the priesthood. This was back in March the 7th reading. For this act, he was praised in Psalm 106, that is in July the 9th reading. Samuel's first prophecy included a confirmation of the promise with a description of the priest's faithfulness found in April the 9th reading. This loyalty was proven to King David during Adonijah's attempt to assume the throne back in May the 5th reading. And now God is reserving an honored position to the descendants of Phineas in the millennial temple worship. For his, that being Zadok, loyalty, he retained his high and holy office until his death. Reference 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 26 and 27. Reference Dr. Herbert Lockyer. All the Men of the Bible, 1958, page 340. September the 5th, day 248. We read the Lord's indictment against Israel for the priests' behavior within the temple. It was the priests and the Levites' occupational objective to protect the Lord's worship. Yet they discounted God's holiness by hiring unapproved and unqualified people to take charge of the worship. Then again, God affirmed the descendants of Zadok for their demonstrated faithfulness while living among Israel's idolatrous apostasy. We also learn more about the millennial worship protocol in the temple. The Sabbath observance, appointed annual feasts, and the years of Jubilee will be reinstated. The leaders will not oppress the people, the priests will only lead the people in holy worship, and the Lord's presence will never leave. And in contrast to our contemporary, often corrupted, earthly worship, the priests in the millennial kingdom will enjoy the wealth of God's presence. 
However, sin will still exist as evidenced by the need for God to command that the leaders stop their corrupt behavior, demand honesty, and provide justice for the oppressed. Finally, the prince mentioned is someone other than Jesus who will act as an administrator. He may be a descendant of David. Reference Dr. John MacArthur's Bible Commentary, pages 940 through 943. September the 6th, day 249, we read descriptions of the geographical changes that will dramatically change the Middle Eastern landscape to enable the fulfillment of the prophesied abundant water teeming with fish, luscious and fruitful vegetation, and the transformation of the Dead Sea during Christ's millennial reign. The borders and the tribal divisions of the land was stipulated. God reaffirmed Zadok's descendants as priests because of their demonstrated faithfulness as they did not join the rest of Israel in their idolatry. Next, as prophesied, King Nebuchadnezzar's army worked for the Lord to wipe out the mainland city of Tyre, yet they found no booty, so they invaded Egypt and received all the wealth that King Nebuchadnezzar desired. Remember that Egypt had ransacked Jerusalem's palace and temple valuables during the reign of King Rehoboam back in June the 9th reading. Ezekiel prophesied a lament for the utter destruction of Egypt and her neighbors. Finally, a new king took the Babylonian throne. He upgraded Judah's captive King Jehoiachin's living condition from prison to the king's table. While this would certainly be a welcome change, he remained blind and childless. Remember August the 25th reading. September the 7th, day 250. We read some of the prophet Daniel's visions and the true account of the writing on the wall story. I am always disappointed when adults, even Christian adults, relegate these accounts to just cute little children's stories. Obviously, this reflects their low regard for the profoundness of all scripture. These events were accurately recorded from Genesis to the Revelation, primarily to glorify God by revealing His essence to humans in a practical manner that we can understand. Only true believers can worship Him, and true believers that know Him most correctly will worship Him most appropriately. Reference Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Read these accounts with respect and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to you through them. Do not put them on the same shelf as mythology, folklore, or fairy tales. In the traditionally ordered Bible, the historical events recorded in the book of Daniel are placed in chronological order, chapters 1 through 6, and the visions are in chronological order, but are separated from the historical narrative and placed in the second half of the book, chapters 7 through 12. However, the visions actually occurred amongst the story timeline. Vision 1 occurred during Belshazzar's first year of reign. Vision 2 occurred during his third year of reign. Vision 3 occurred during Darius's first year of reign. And Vision 4 occurred during Cyrus's third year of reign. Reference the Interpreter's Dictionary of the Bible, Volume A through D, 1962, page 762. Daniel's vision of the four beasts corresponds with Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2, August the 7th reading. The vision represented the rise and fall of Gentile nations until Christ's millennial reign. Reference Dr. John MacArthur's Bible Commentary, page 957. 
An interesting note, here is the first time an angel's name is used in Scripture. When Gabriel explained the vision to Daniel, reference Daniel chapter 8, verse 16. I find it interesting that Daniel survived two separate invasions whose armies slaughtered all the nobles and leaders yet spared him each time. Nebuchadnezzar's destruction of Judah and Cyrus's conquest of Babylon. September the 8th, day 251. We read the account of Daniel's administrative peers, obviously being envious of his favor with King Cyrus, concocted a diabolical plan to possibly expose and defrock him. Remember that with Daniel's help, Cyrus legalized the Jews' return to Jerusalem for the rebuilding of the temple. God stirred the heart of King Cyrus to return all the articles of silver and gold that Nebuchadnezzar took when he ransacked Jerusalem. God also stirred the hearts of the priests, Levites, and civic leaders to return to their homeland. However, frustrated by Daniel's ethical and moral excellence in governmental matters, his enemies had to resort to tricking King Darius into enacting a temporary law designed to identify potential insurrectionists within the border of the new government to be applied technically against Daniel's religious devotion. Note, there was never any specific Mede named Darius recorded in history. So this may have been a title for Cyrus, who reigned after Nebuchadnezzar, or one of his appointed rulers. Daniel survived his planned execution, but his accusers and their families subsequently did not. Daniel, sensing the nearing end of the 70 years of Israel's banishment from Jerusalem, as prophesied by Jeremiah, prayed a noble prayer of personal and national confession, requesting that Jerusalem be pitied and rebuilt. The angel Gabriel revisited him and prophesied about Israel's near and distant future. Finally, today's reading ends with the genealogical record of Jehoiachin's cursed descendants, reference Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 30. One statement that continues to grab my attention every time I read this passage is, quote, The anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing, end quote. Remember, Jesus' crucifixion appears to non-believers to have been a tragic disappointment and a great waste of potential. But to those who adhere to the biblical worldview, it is the pinnacle expression of divine potential to create the only bridge for souls to escape this temporary and corrupt earth to be transported to the glorious and eternally pure heaven. September the 9th, day 252. We read a list of Jewish exiles that returned to rebuild Jerusalem and the Second Temple. As soon as they arrived, the family leaders gave money to fund the construction. After the people settled in their respective towns, they built an altar and the priests began sacrificing right away. Then in the second year, the people began to lay the foundation on the original site. When it was finished, the youth cheered exuberantly to see the progress. But the elderly wit bitterly because they remembered the grandeur of Solomon's design. The mixture of celebration and mourning was so loud that the noise was heard from afar. Displaced foreign survivors of the Assyrian captivity that now lived there asked to be included in the construction crew. When the leaders responded to the contrary, they began a long campaign to stop the rebuilding project. In the physical realm, it was probably out of fear that the true Israelites would use their racial and religious identity to eventually subjugate the former Assyrian deportees to live as lower-class citizens. In the spiritual realm, it certainly was another one of Satan's attempts to thwart the fulfillment of God's prophetic plan. 
This ends this week's summary of daily chronological Bible readings. My next episode will pick up on September the 10th, day 253. I look forward to your visit then. May the Lord bless you.